Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Radio 5G, a pre-recorded presentation to be aired on October 18, 2023. I am Nancy Hopkins, and in the second hour, Mark Joseph will join me. The first hour is an interview with Mike Adams and Maria Z, entitled Israel and Hamas. What the heck is wrong with our people? There is not just one way to view current events, and this show will demonstrate that. Thank you for being here. See you in an hour. I'm interviewing Mike Adams in this era of confusion, division, and people being cornered into picking a side. I really value people that are able to face very difficult discussions at any time, really, but especially right now, and Mike does just that. We'll be back with him right after this short break. The New World Order has openly declared war on the free people of the world and now they're telling us to expect catastrophic cyber attacks over the next two years. Weather events, no power, grids down, mobile cell services out. Contact your loved ones anywhere, anytime with the satellite phone store. The Bivy is a revolutionary GPS-based device which allows you to send SMS messages via your phone even if you have no mobile or cell service. Galileo will ensure you always stay in contact with Z Media, other trusted information sources and your loved ones that can update you in real time in the event of an emergency. Don't be caught out and unprepared for the unprecedented times we are living in. Stay 10 steps ahead through secure, encrypted communication. Visit sat123.com forward slash Maria and prepare yourself and your loved ones now. Well, Mike Adams joins us today. Mike, thank you so much for joining me. And can I also just thank you for being a voice of reason in these very, very strange times. It's very much appreciated. Well, thank you, Maria. It's an honor to join you. And and yeah, we are in some very difficult territory right now. And uh, I, I just want to say up front, uh, I, I, I'm a person of principles and perhaps we'll discuss some of these principles, but I believe they apply universally and I value all human life. And I ab- absolutely reject uh, the killing of innocent civilians and women and children that Hamas carried out against Israel. Uh, but at the same time, I also reject the indiscriminate killing of women and children through other means, such as cutting off their water, electricity, food and fuel, uh, which even the United Nations says is a war crime. So perhaps we'll get into some of that. But I do want to say I, I, I pray for peace and I pray for abundance and freedom for all people of every ethnicity on this planet. 
I agree with you, Mike. I've, I, I share your sentiments. I've been uh, closely following your Twitter feed because I am searching for other voices of reason in this time, and of course you're one of them. Um, and, uh, you know, I shared your article, which was very well written uh, on this situation. I want to, we want to talk about some of what's going on, uh, some of the, the, the stories that are being shared, um, some of the reasons that people are using for, you know, calling for genocide and retaliation, uh, and, and the fact that, um, well, basically the, the public statements that I've made are, is that a lot of what people are, um, uh, outraged over has been proven to be false or doesn't quite stack up. Um, but maybe we can go, Mike, right right from the beginning where we have the country with the most, arguably the most advanced defense system in the world not being able to detect uh, some people coming through on parachutes. And, uh, and you know, we've got the, the, the stories of um, people watching the border, being told to stand down. Uh, what do you make of all of this first and foremost? Well, I, I interviewed... Uh... Martin Armstrong, the the economist, and as he stated, and I agree with it, that this was not an intelligence failure by the IDF or the Israeli intelligence. It was, in fact, a, a successful stand down that allowed this attack to occur. And remember that Ron Paul is even reminding us that Hamas uh, originally was a creation of the U.S. and to some degree Israeli intelligence services and that the neocons always need an enemy out there, one that they can partially control. And so what happened, uh, it was a real event. I want to be clear. It, it, you know, It's clear that Hamas is a terrorist group now and that they did kill uh, women and children. That actually took place, and it is horrifying, and we all reject that. But it was allowed to take place by Israel in a similar fashion to 9-11 in the United States because Israel needed public outrage, which they now have, in order to escalate their intended war to a regional conflict, ultimately to attack and attempt to take out Iran and Iran's nuclear capabilities, and while the neocons also want to involve eventually Russia in this conflict. So they want world war, and this is exactly what they are headed into, and Israel's attacks on Gaza are designed, I believe, designed to bring in Hezbollah, and then Syria, and ultimately Iran into this conflict. Which is also in the U.S. sites. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean the freedom-loving people of the United States. I'm talking about O'Biden and co. Uh, right. I, I think you're right. And we've been saying for, you know, s since the situation erupted in Russia and Ukraine, we've been saying they want World War Three. Every single person is aware of the fact that, the, that those in charge want World War Three, And you cannot deny that the propaganda campaign in Ukraine was failing miserably. The Vogue photo shoots uh, really wore off um, and, uh, and the people started to en masse lose support for Zelensky, including people in Congress, uh, people in our own government here in Australia, uh, and, and worldwide really. Why are we sending all of this money to Ukraine? What is going on? Russia's not going to lose. Uh, and so a new narrative was really required they couldn't they, they they were maybe going to try COVID again mike but people stood up on mass and said we're not doing this again uh and they require the, the maintenance of control of narratives and the people's emotions in order to further their great reset 
Do you think uh, that it's a coincidence that Israel, uh, if I'm right on my theory, about my theory, uh, do you think that it's a coincidence that Israel was chosen? It seems to be a uh, a topic where people cannot see, uh, you know, cannot think rationally because it's Israel, Mike. That's what it appears to be for me. Right. Also, Israel is insulated from criticism by false accusations of uh, being an anti-Semite. So if you call for peace in Israel, you are now labeled an anti-Semite. Whereas if you call for peace in Ukraine, you're labeled a puppet of Putin, right? Yes. Um, and also, I, I, I want to put this out there. I am being uh, death-threaded by Israelis right now for refusing to call for genocide against Palestinian civilians. And uh, this, this has been rather shocking to me that, you know, all it took for uh, even people I know who are Israeli, I have, I have many friends uh, over over the years who are Israeli, and I trained in, you know, Krav Maga martial arts, uh, for example, which is an Israeli combat art. And uh, to find that even the people that I have known over many years were overnight turned into raging, murderous monsters against Palestinian, the ethnicity of Palestinians was absolutely shocking to me because what I witnessed was this inner, this inner beast coming out. All it took was this, this Hamas terrorism attack. And then even Israeli people that I know have become openly advocating genocide, the complete extermination. They're, they're not mincing words on this, the complete extermination of all Palestinian civilians, women and children, elderly, young boys, all of them to be cleansed from this planet because, and, and they justify it and they openly talk about it. And this is coming out of people who are otherwise very reasonable and intelligent. So I am very, I am, as we say in America, flabbergasted by this. I'm taken aback by uh, how quickly the the emotions of people have been engineered by events carried out by the neocons and intelligence services, and they have succeeded in in unleashing massive murderous rage. It's unbelievable. I just tweeted yesterday about a doctor who I previously interviewed who I thought was, you know, an amazing warrior for humanity. He, he risked his entire career, uh, an OBGYN, to expose... Uh, how these injections were killing children, killing, uh, leading to unimaginable amounts of miscarriages and, you know, plastered all over conservative media because that is the right thing to do. It's right to call this out. And the, the, uh, the ex-post stated that Israel should bomb and, quote, commence nonstop 24-7 carpet bombing of Gaza and Lebanon for about three months, end quote. You've gone yeah. from, you know, saving the lives of babies to calling for the eradication of millions, uh, millions of children. I mean, what, what is, what is, and I, I asked the question, it's, Mike, what is this madness that has overcome our people? It is, it is absolute madness. Uh, uh, you know, as the saying goes, what does it take to turn a room of 100 Israelis into uh, raging murderous animals? And the answer is one Palestinian. And, and it's, it's, it's incredible, the, the emotional, irrational reaction to this. 
Now, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I don't excuse anything that Hamas did. I condemn it. And I believe that those Hamas terrorists should be hunted down. They should be prosecuted. And if found guilty in a court of law, they, they should be executed. I completely agree with that because violence against innocent people is not acceptable in our society. But it is also not acceptable to commence violence against an entire ethnic group, a group of people who had nothing to do with Hamas. They are not Hamas. They are uh, Palestinian civilians. And, and I'm told by Israelis that, well, Hamas is hiding among these Palestinians, therefore we have to bomb all the Palestinians. That the, 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 the stunning lack of humanity in that statement is mind-boggling. Because you are essentially arguing that if, let's say, if the United States government believes that there's an extremist, a terrorist hiding in your town, that they should carpet bomb your entire town, kill all of you to get the one extremist. Yes. I mean, that's that's what we're actually being told is now justifiable and acceptable. And if you disagree with it, then suddenly you're an anti-Semite. And I reject that. It is intellectually dishonest and it is wicked. Well, by the same token, we have the most advanced intelligence uh, surveillance in the world these days. We know that uh, the Israeli government, for example, who has uh, arguably, again, the most advanced intelligence uh, operations in the world, was tracking their citizens through their phones without them knowing during COVID. And now all of a sudden we have to kill an entire people to eradicate terrorists. Well, what happened to the tracking capabilities that they had during COVID? What happened to the surveillance capabilities? What, you know, if you know where they are, if they're living among those people, you don't have better means of identifying them and removing them other than, you know, slaughtering tens upon thousands upon millions of people with the support of the West. I mean, this is insane, Mike. I It's completely insane. And and if you want to know, by the way, who's killing the most Israeli babies, the honest answer is it's the Israeli government condoned abortion industry in Israel. And in America, who's killing the most American babies? It's the abortion industry. Uh, what Hamas did, as horrifying and evil as it was, and they were acts of terror, in terms of the actual number of dead, it pales in comparison to what the abortion industry and the vaccines have done. And both of those are endorsed and even promoted by the governments of Israel and the United States as weapons against their own people. So if you're wondering who are the terrorists right now, if you're Israeli or if you're American, the terrorists are those in your own government who are pushing biological weapons and abortion deaths on your populations. That's the honest answer. On the injections, Mike, this is actually something that I came out, you know, straight out of the gate saying, uh, and I aired a clip of Netanyahu, uh, it was from the Daily Wire, and he was talking about how, boasting about, uh, you know, he's created a lab for Pfizer with his own people. Um, You know, have we forgotten how evil the organization Pfizer is, you know, this was the target of all of our hatred just two minutes ago. And we condemned anyone that was working with Big Pharma and recognized that these people could not be trusted. And this man comes out and brags about how he's created a lab for Pfizer, uh, you know, with collaboration with over 100 countries. He now has a genetic database that is the biggest digital database in the world where they can do all of this genetic sequencing. uh, And we know for a fact that 
through the bio labs in Ukraine, for example, that this was potentially going to be used for ethnic cleansing in the future. So not only uh, are, are we talking about the potential of ethnic cleansing right now through weapons of war that can be seen uh you know we're also talking about the potential of ethnic cleansing cleansing through israel's collaboration with pfizer by creating bioweapons known as injections yes that's exactly right there, there are so many factors to consider here for example how many idf soldiers are now dead because of the vaccines and so therefore are not available to defend israel hmm? there's a question that you're not allowed to ask but it's a legitimate question. But there's an even bigger question, which is that at the highest levels of the governments of both Israel and the United States, the politicians are run by globalists who desire the destruction of Israel and the United States. And these programs, such as the vaccine bioweapons program, is a depopulation program. But in addition to that, the actions that Israel is now commencing against Gaza, uh, they're, they're about to launch, you know, an assault, uh, I guess a house-to-house, block-to-block assault on Gaza. Uh, I believe they're doing so knowing that this will escalate war and it will bring attacks onto Israel that could ultimately threaten the very existence of Israel as a country. In other words, you look at Hezbollah, they have promised to invade from northern Israel, from southern Lebanon if if uh, the IDF goes into Gaza. Uh, Syria is beginning to be involved. There's armored equipment coming in from Jordan from the east. Uh, Iran may be involved. And by the way, Israel you know, launched rockets uh, and damaged the uh, airport in uh, Damascus. I mean, just, yes. uh, that's already happened. So you can see the spiraling, but I believe the spiral is by design. I also, uh, I'm sorry to take up so much time, but I also Please believe do. that the... The battle in Gaza is going to be absolutely devastating and costly to the IDF. This is not some simple thing. Uh, Gaza is a heavily fortified urban area with a system of tunnels. And the Israeli approach to uh, the siege, cutting off electricity, water, exit routes, food and fuel, and also kinetically bombarding Gaza has thrust the occupants of the Gaza Strip into a nothing-left-to-lose type of situation. When you have nothing left to lose, you might as well fight, I suppose. I mean, any group would, would eventually come to that conclusion. So they're going to fight to the death, and the IDF is going to pay very likely a very dear price, especially as uh, Israel has become culturally... Uh, much like the United States military, it has moved away from really effectiveness of its military to, uh, you know, cultural virtue signaling type of activities and focus. And that makes them less combat effective. So I, I think Israel is is uh, miscalculating the military ramifications of attacking Gaza. Well, you you raise an interesting point there, Mike, and I'm glad you did see Everyone in the West and in the rest of the world that's currently cheering this on and saying, you know, stand with Israel no matter what, uh, has probably failed to consider that the president who said that he's entered his population into a lab with Pfizer uh, could actually be seeking the destruction of his own people, as he was yeah. just 
couple of years ago when he rolled out the deadly shots. I shared on um, the first live stream that I did about this, which unfortunately due to technical issues disappeared off Rumble, but uh, I repeated it on Infowars. The excess death rates, and I know this because I was reporting extensively on Israel. I was using Israeli data when I was uh, warning Australians, look, the most highly injected population on, in the world has the highest case numbers and the highest death rates. I remember reports coming out of Israel from that time from, uh, you know, funeral directors that they could not keep up. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it seems we've forgotten this. And so the same government that did that to their people is here now, potentially or orchestrating another situation that will destroy its people and it potentially knows it. So exactly. we can't ignore those possibilities. We're, deal we're not dealing with innocent governments here. That That's a whole <laughs> point I'm point, trying to make. Right. No, we're, we're dealing with governments that openly advocate war crimes against their own people, yes. not to mention their, their supposed enemies. So the, the deployment of biological weapons against your own country is itself a war crime, obviously. Uh, it's a form of uh, genocide against the Israeli people, and that was carried out by the Israeli government. Uh, you add that to the fact that now they are trying to provoke a much wider war among many countries that, are, that have vastly larger armies. So if you look at the number of tanks, artillery, and military aircraft, that Israel possesses versus, let's say, Egypt or Turkey, for example, or Syria or Iran, there's no comparison. Israel is not capable of defending itself against a three- or four-front war if those other nations decide that they think that the Israeli people must be, uh, if they think they must be eliminated, which it, it brings up this statement, this question of principles. See, I, I believe in principles. I believe it's wrong to exterminate any ethnic group. But Israel now, the Israeli government, believes it is justifiable to exterminate the Palestinians. Well, what if another country uses the same logic and decides that they believe it's justified to exterminate Israelis? Well, then, according to current Israeli philosophy, that's perfectly acceptable. If you have enough hate, then you are allowed to exterminate anybody you wish. And uh, I reject that. Uh, our world cannot survive if that's the kind of philosophy that we carry around and promote. If we aren't willing to live uh, with some fundamental universal principles, such as it's always wrong to kill innocent civilians, it's always wrong to cut off water and food and electricity to civilian populations, it's always wrong to kill uh, babies, it's always wrong to release bioweapons on the public. If we can't uh, embrace those fundamental principles, then we are truly doomed as the human race. Well, let's just look at the time where uh, Putin was allegedly cutting off resources to Ukrainians, and that was considered a war crime. Now, when Israel's doing it to Palestinians, that's applauded. I can't, exactly. I, can, I cannot possibly, I just cannot understand the level of cognitive dissonance in people that are normally very good at sifting through propaganda and, and, uh, you know, just ration, people that normally can rationally think, Mike. The, I've, I've never seen this. I am so surprised at the amount of alleged truth-tellers that are just yeah. hyperventilating right now and behaving completely irrationally. And by that same logic, that the doctor that I mentioned, uh, someone actually, a fellow doctor, a colleague of his, in his comments, I, I note, said, uh, by your logic... 
uh, the fact that the American public, the American government, sorry, who did this to their people, we should exterminate all Americans now. That that's a, with the shots. I mean, with the, with the COVID injections. By that same logic, you you would now say, well, let's just exterminate everyone in the world because of the people that attacked us first with the COVID injections. I'm not saying that countries don't have a right to defend themselves. They absolutely do. But defending yourself and going out and conducting ethnic cleansing of an entire population in retaliation are two very different things. Well, well, absolutely. And to your point, yes, I agree. Countries have a right to defend themselves. But Israel stood down. That, that's crystal clear. Israel stood down and allowed this attack to happen. So it doesn't mean that the Israeli government carried out the attacks, but rather that they, they, they knew that they were about to happen. They were warned by Egypt, for example, yes. uh, e- Egyptian intelligence. But they, they stood down and allowed them to happen because they wanted exactly this reaction that we are getting. See, uh, Israel has long wanted to level the Gaza Strip. They've wanted to eliminate all remaining Palestinians, uh, including on the West Bank. And But in order to do that, they needed this kind of 9-11-style event. They needed a, a, a massive emotional invocation that bypasses rationality, bypasses humanity, and uh, turns the Israeli people into advocates for genocidal ethnic cleansing. And that's exactly what they got. They They created it. We are now seeing it. And those of us who denounce genocide are uh, being called the extremists. Well, so, uh, I mean, a post from the, the IDF themselves uh, yesterday on X, if you don't stand with Israel, you either stand with Israel or you stand with terrorists. Excuse yeah, me? False, false logic, right? We've heard that before from the neocons, the Bush administration. You either stand with us or you stand with the terrorists. Yep. That was 1991. And and also, by the way, in 1990, they claimed that Iraqi soldiers were murdering babies in incubators, a completely fabricated story. But it was uh, it was leveraged by the media and the military to justify public outrage and expansion of the so-called war on terror, which we know was run by the CIA uh, initially, then involving the U.S. military. And the primary aim of the war on terror was, of course, the 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 pillaging of the Middle East resources for the U.S. empire, which is exactly the same reason the U.S. empire is waging war against Russia, because Russia is resource rich. And the U.S. empire, the the neocons, they can't stand any country having resources that the U.S. doesn't control. So, yes, they they will fabricate any horror-sounding story uh, at, at any moment in order to try to manipulate public emotion. And most people fall for it because they are not uh, people who uh, are well informed about history and they don't have the presence of mind to resist the uh, manipulation of their neurology. I agree. Uh, on the fabricated stories, I want to very, very carefully talk about <clears throat> the story that's come out about the 40 beheaded babies. First and foremost, if this story is true, and I will say if this story is true, because we don't know what's true and what's not a lie. And we're going to look at this story uh, because I don't think Mike or I ever shy away from uh, looking at the cold, hard facts. Uh, first of all, any I agree with what Mike said at the very start. Any loss of life is horrendous, uh, especially 
if you consider that governments are currently doing this to their own people um, and, and or allowing this to happen to their own people. If the story of the 40 decapitated babies is true, the Israeli government allowed it, according to multiple sources, in terms of they were told to stand down. So that's number one. Who Who is your outrage directed at if if that's the case? It should not only be Hamas, it should be allowed at the government that knew that the attack was coming and didn't stop it. That's number one. The story was originally told by a journalist who alluded to, didn't expressly say that she saw this, but alluded to the fact that she had seen this. Then it changed to, oh, soldiers told me. Then it turned into one soldier told her, and that soldier just so happens to be uh, an extreme ideologue who has been advocating for the eradication of Palestinians altogether for years now. It's not new to this soldier. Uh, And so... Then we had Biden come out and say that he's seen these images. Then the White House came back and said, oh, look, he hasn't seen the images. He's just seen the news reports. And then CNN comes out and says, uh, we have confirmation. CNN. And people are sharing. People on the side of truth are sharing the CNN report <laughs> saying it's confirmed. Wow. Now, now what's happened just as, just as of this morning, I've seen my feed. Netanyahu, uh, his Twitter account, has posted pictures of, uh, of three babies, and I will try and be as sensitive as I can here. Three babies, uh, one which the, the head is blurred, and two that are burnt, and can't, you can't really distinguish what they are. Burnt to, to a crisp, bodies, basically. Um, that is very different to 40 decapitated babies. I'm not saying that I want to see photographs of 40 decapitated babies because to be honest, Mike, if I did, I'm not sure I would believe that either. What I am saying is that the level of false information that's come out about this story makes me question any so-called proof that we are being given. And it also doesn't match the original story. When you are told... Uh, that there are that there have been forty babies decapitated by Hamas. That is horrendous. If it's true, uh, it's horrendous to even consider. But then you say that then the IDF said then the Israeli government said we're not going to release the evidence because we want to honour the dead. Then they go and release three pictures of what is not that. What are your thoughts on this, Mike? Well, it's very clear whether whether those events took place or not that the the manipulation of this information is designed to invoke an emotional irrational response among uh, Israeli people in particular so it's it's you see the the globalists have long known how to hijack human neurology and this is the way to do it is to use babies to to invoke outrage by showing cruelty to babies uh, notice that they will never show you the babies murdered in the abortion centers. Uh, Notice in the United States, they will never report that the FDA actually had a full-time employee whose job was to harvest the severed heads of aborted babies whose heads were cut off during partial birth abortions. And this came out, by the way, uh, from a FOIA request by Tom Fitton's organization, Judicial Watch. And uh, if anybody wants to look for that, just search for humanized mice experiments, uh, FDA, 
organ harvesting aborted babies, because that takes place every day in the United States. So there are groups that are cutting off the heads of babies. They work for the FDA. They work for Big Pharma. They work in the abortion industry. That we know for sure. Uh, this this photo that has come out, which again appears to show babies burned, uh, could have been very easily bodies of babies that were bombed uh, or hit by rockets. Uh, and rockets and bombs have been falling, uh, of course, in Gaza as well. Those photos could be Palestinian babies. Uh, the the IDF has has killed nine United Nations relief workers in Gaza. And Egyptian first responders, ambulance drivers, have been killed by the bombings because they are so indiscriminate. The, the point is that we have all learned, especially since COVID, we cannot trust our own governments, especially when they are attempting to manipulate our emotions. They will lie. They will fabricate. They will push forward evidence out of context. They will do anything necessary to manipulate the public into what they want to achieve which right now, as I said earlier, is very clearly an expansion of world war because, well, they couldn't get, they just couldn't get Putin to, to launch nukes against NATO over Ukraine because Putin exercised restraint. And as a result, now NATO is going to try to start another nuclear war this time over Iran, looks like. Uh Mike, I'd really like to just bring up another example of how this sort of uh, falsely fabricated storytelling has been done in the past. You're aware of the Naira testimony um, was that was falsely given before the United States Congressional Human Rights Caucus on October 10th, 1990, by a 15-year-old girl who was publicly publicly identified at the time by her first name, Naira. The testimony was widely publicized and was cited numerous times by U.S. Senators and President George Bush in their rationale to support Kuwait in the Gulf War. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, In her uh, testimony, Naira claimed that after the Iraqi invasion of Kuwait, she had witnessed Iraqi soldiers take babies out of incubators. You, You mentioned this before, but just for anyone who doesn't know, in a Kuwaiti hospital... Uh, remove the incubators and leave the babies to die. This was later proven to be um, a, 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 an operation, a false story that was fabricated by those who were pushing yeah. for the war. And, so and my, my point is we have is, a history of the globalists doing this. <laughs> absolutely. And, and they will do it anytime they need to. They have, they have a stack of stories ready to roll out uh, whenever they need sufficient outrage. And uh, it, it doesn't mean that this this event of these particular babies, it, it may have happened. It, it may not have happened. It, it doesn't matter to the governments. They will roll out these stories, whether they're true or false. It doesn't matter to them. And again, if you want to talk about who's actually carrying out violence against babies, I've already mentioned it. It's the governments. It's the vaccines. It's the abortion centers. They vaccinated pregnant women. How many spontaneous abortions took place because of that? But the the, the bigger picture is that Every Israeli child has been placed in danger by the Israeli government. And these decisions that are now being made that are not in the interests of Israel, but the Israeli people are being emotionally manipulated to support acts that may very well result in their own destruction. That is all by design. And that's what we, we 
you and I are trying to get the Israeli people to see how they are being manipulated into a self-destructive cycle by a globalist-infested government that ultimately seeks the destruction of Israel, not not its protection, the destruction of Israel. That's exactly what is being put into place here. Uh, Maria, do you realize that, I'm, I'm sure you do, but to your audience, the minute Israel attacks Gaza with tanks, we're going to see the world flooded with images of dead Palestinian civilians, women, babies, children. That is going to be widely circulated across the Arab world. That is going to now then invoke the same emotional bloodlust outrage response against Israel that Israel is demonstrating against Gaza. And then we have the entire Middle East on fire, bloodlust everywhere, Everybody's lost their minds, and some people have nukes, such as Israel and potentially uh, Iran, thanks to, of course, the funding of Iran by Barack Obama and Joe Biden and the the restart of Iran's nuclear weapons program under Obama, which is a whole different story. But somebody yeah, a whole at the different top story, this, but also not a whole different yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, whole discussion, but. Somebody, somebody wants this whole thing to be turned into uh, mushroom clouds and mass death. And that's exactly where this is headed if we don't change course. I, I want to talk about uh, the, the ability of people to, to address this because um, I, I know that you have no fear about being accused of being an anti-Semite. I certainly don't. Uh, you mentioned we're trying to get the people of Israel to see what's going on. I know to Jews very well, uh, to Israelis, both Jewish, uh, Shimon Yanowitz, who joined me on Infowars this week to say, no, no, our government did this to us and people have forgotten in my country. Israelis are divided right now. Uh, some of those who are able to think clearly haven't forgotten that our government killed us with the shots. Let's not forget that. Um, Dr. Rima Labo similarly has written an essay on the on the topic saying the controlled demolition uh, that we see on the news. I mean, buildings do not collapse like that. This is none of this is making sense. And so there are some Israelis that are thinking very clearly. Uh, yes. Who's thinking less clearly is the West that is blindly supporting Israel. I'm just going to say it. And so I want to say uh, if people out there. This is the predicament, and this is what I said yesterday in Telegram, Mike. I said they've played this out really well. Absolutely. If you're out there saying that you're pro-Israel, you're a warmonger, and you're denying the Palestinian issue. If you're pro-Palestine, you've got everyone calling you an anti-Semite and a terrorist supporter. If you're on the fence calling for peace, everyone attacks you, demanding that you pick a side. (laughs) They've, That's right. they've That's right. cornered us whichever we, whichever way we look. They've cornered us. And so now well, as well. There's an answer. There's an answer to that, Maria, though. Uh, people ask me, do you stand with Israel? My answer is I stand with humanity. Yes. So that means I stand with the people of Israel. I stand with the people who are Palestinian. I stand with people, human beings, who are Ukrainian, who are Russian, who are Chinese, who are American, who are black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Jew, Sikh, Hindu. I stand with the people of our planet because I am human and I support humanity. That's the only honest answer today. If you claim to stand with a government, then you are standing for terrorism because it is the governments of the West that are engaging 
in acts of terrorism and war and manipulation of their people. So, yes, I stand with the people of Israel, absolutely, as well as the people of every other culture who are innocent victims in this global manipulation against humanity. And um, I, and I, I, I do not apologize for my position on this, by the way. It doesn't matter what someone wants to call me. I'm a person of principle, and by definition, those principles are universal. So when I say that it is wrong to kill women and children, I mean that whether they're Palestinian children or Israeli children. And as I heard you saying before the show here, how absurd it is to argue about which babies are more evil than other babies. Yes. You know, it, it, that's insanity. And yes. I, I refuse to engage in that. Well, let me just say as well, the Palestinian government uh, leaders aren't innocent either. There are huge right. numbers of excess yeah. deaths in Palestine from the COVID injections as well. There are huge yes. numbers of excess deaths in every country. We are seeing, I think the estimated number now, I was, I was reading last night, Mike, according to the WHO themselves, they say it's because of COVID, 17 million deaths almost worldwide due to what I think is the shots or remdesivir, you know, toxic protocols in hospital to kill you. 17 million deaths at and, least yeah that's and, probably a low number and many of those would be babies miscarried babies because of the injections well, but, well, but right. what's happening is and, where is we're forgetting our outrage about the greatest genocide project to ever hit mankind and focusing on this and i think that the the vaccine genocide attempt against humanity largely failed and it failed because the truth got out about things like ivermectin or quercetin and so on. And many people were able to protect themselves. And so I believe that the globalists have, have shifted now and that what we're seeing in Israel is the latest attempt to start a, a global uh, death event, which ultimately they hope can kill. I mean, let's face it, the globalists want to kill billions of people. And they most definitely want to take out Israel and the United States in that process. So this is going to, to to probably kill far more people than the vaccines have killed. And 17 million is a very low number. It's, it's surely closer to 100 million at this point around the world. I agree. But these, what they're about to set off may kill far more than 100 million people. It could kill half a billion people or even more. And if they can if they can get this into a... Uh, a conflict that destroys the global supply chain, especially of energy. Don't forget the Straits of Hormuz that are uh, right there with Iran that can be cut off. Don't forget about where most of the energy in the world comes from in terms of exports. It's right in that region. They've already shut off Russian exports of energy to the West and Russian fertilizer and the Gazprom pipeline of natural gas that was providing uh, you know, fertilizer and industry to Germany and Western Europe. Now, with war in the Middle East, they can cut off the energy pipeline, as Joe Biden is also cutting off domestic energy production in the United States. And then if they can get a war with China, Maria, then they can cut off the entire supply chain of pharmaceuticals, consumer products, plastics, automobile parts, microchips, and everything else. That That's what this is. This is a worldwide siege. It's not just that Israel has a siege against Gaza. It's the globalists have a siege against planet Earth. Yes. That's their plan. I agree. And, and it's this, this entire campaign, and I'm calling it a campaign because I see it for what it is, has been used 
I'm not I'm not diminishing the loss of human life. I'm talking about the launch of this campaign by the same globalists who gave us Ukraine, by the same globalists who gave us the COVID injections, has been uh, incredibly, incredibly successful from the outset. Um, and, and I want to ask you, Mike, because when the Ukraine and Russia uh, situation started occurring, there were a lot more people that were interested in uh, understanding the facts and and protecting themselves from the propaganda. Why do you think that's not the case with when it comes to this conflict? Hmm. Well, good good question. I, I don't know the answer except to say that human neurology has been mapped out by the globalists since the Rockefeller days. And they know how to manipulate uh, using dead babies, for example, but also using uh, fear, propaganda, and also social conformity. So once they achieve a certain critical mass of a large number of people calling for a certain course of action, such as genocide, then they know that most other people will go on board and, and join that. Now, you and I and your audience, we are the outliers in the sense that we don't follow the herd. And we are uniquely qualified to maintain a sense of rationality and reason in analyzing what's happening and, and perhaps contributing to humanity being able to navigate this and not die on a planetary scale. But the, the vast majority of the masses are easily manipulate, manipulated and easily driven to a murderous rage. That tells you something about humanity and actually how frightening it is to live among the oblivious masses because wherever you live, those of you watching, wherever you are, your neighbors, you, the people all around you could be driven to this murderous rage any day, at any moment, even against you because they, are, they, they, they do not have a sense of self or the, the courage to stand for principles. They go with whatever's happening. And if whatever's happening, if it's a murderous rage targeting you because of your color, because of your background, your religion, your gender, your race, whatever, they could kill you next. That That's what's frightening about this. I think also, Mike, and, and maybe you can uh, give me your thoughts on this, I think that um, this is turning into a holy war. Uh, and I think that for whatever reason, people think that because it's turning into a holy war, uh, that we have to side with... Um, this is a theory that we have to side with Israel over over Muslims because that's somehow, you know, closer to to Christians, for example. I've seen a lot of that. And I, I can't understand that logic either because if you are truly a Christian, you love your neighbor, you don't want any of them to die. Um, and you, you would still want to be rational and unemotional and do the right thing for all of humanity. Uh, do you think that a little bit of this is going on? Well, yeah, surely that's exactly what's going on. You, you've nailed it there. And I'm, I'm watching, of course, I'm watching Israel to see what they do. I judge a nation and a culture by its actions and whether those actions are aligned with core principles of valuing human life and acting with integrity and honoring the so-called rules of war, for example. Uh, so Israel is going to be uh, judged by uh, all of us, and Israel may yet back away from the, the total, the attempt to exterminate millions of Palestinian civilians. Perhaps they will back away from that. It, it's, it's not too late. 
they, they seem dedicated to this path, and it will be disastrous if they pursue it, but it's not too late to change course. Um, but I will judge every every nation and its people by by their actions, and I subject myself to the same judgment. You know, I uh, I I would never uh, allow myself to to collapse into a murderous rage against you know any group of people based on anything, um, even if they were committing violence against me. Uh, I would not I would not try. I mean, like if someone came to to my home and tried to kill me. Um, yeah, I would probably kill them with my AR-15, but I wouldn't go after their family. You see what I'm saying? That yes. That's the difference. And I'm hearing a lot of uh, alt-media personalities and so-called Christians saying, you know, kill their families, level Gaza, you know, uh, destroy them all, kill them all. That's the only way to solve this. And that is very frightening to hear. And I have lost respect for quite a number of people in the last week over those kinds of comments. I have to say the same, Mike, people that I used to, you know, occasionally listen to for commentary and just to hear their views. Uh, I can't, I can't possibly listen to anything you have to say again, when you are displaying a bloodthirst that makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. If you sat down and had the conversation that we're having now, which I believe is balanced, level-headed, rational, all of the above, it makes absolutely no sense to me. And you put out something on X, which I I genuinely uh, you know thought was interesting. And one of my uh, you know one of the people that that I don't like to say followers, one of the people on my X account said something as well. You said, is it just me or or has everyone lost their minds since the October 4th FEMA EBS and someone in my comments actually said Maria maybe all these experts you've had on talking about the fact that the you know the the nanotech that's inside of people all this tech that's inside of people is changing their brains and their ability to think maybe this has been weaponized in this time I can't uh, that that's it's got to be possible Mike that is a plausible theory 100% uh, again, we don't know for sure that that's what happened, but it is a plausible theory. Uh, clearly, people are being manipulated in their emotional state and their neurology. Uh, so there's, you know, psycho-neuro warfare that is taking place at many levels. Are 5G towers part of that? Uh, perhaps. Uh, but clearly, by the way, just electromagnetic pollution and stress do contribute to malfunction of neurology. But then again, I, I, I think that, you know, the... The images of of the babies and and the you know, the fact that this the Hamas terrorist event was allowed to take place that these killings did happen that is by far the more powerful invocation of the you know the outrage or the rage or the the bloodthirsty response that we are seeing and it's it I know we're almost out of time Maria but it it gives me a a, a lot of concern about the stability of humanity as a whole. Can we ever rely on the people we know or the groups that we know to behave in a way that it, that leads to sustainability or coexistence on this planet? Or are we now going to have to say, well, the only way to move forward on this planet is for one ethnic group to mass murder all the other ethnic groups that it doesn't like and to dominate the planet? And because that's what's being demanded by some people right now. And if that's the case, then uh, peace has no chance and there are plenty of ethnic groups that will lay claim to say that they are the best qualified to rule the planet such as like communist chinese for example and at one time it was the japanese empire 
that carried out war crimes against the Chinese and against the Koreans and so on. Um, there are there are plenty of candidates for uh, supremacy claims, uh, like like genetic supremacy, and we've seen that before in history, and it has never ended well. Well, I have a question for you, Mike. Do you think that um, this this is my honest uh, opinion about many uh, conservative commentators? Let's say. I think that they don't have a true understanding of the New World Order and its objectives. And I think that if you don't look at everything through the lens of the New World Order and its objectives, you cannot possibly understand anything that's happening on Earth. I'm not saying you and I get it 100%, uh, but I think that knowing what the New World Order is and what they're about makes it a lot easier to... um, to, to see through propaganda and to maintain a balanced viewpoint. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And it's a learning curve. It takes time. And, you know, uh, all roads lead back to Alex Jones was right, by the way, because he's been doing this for 25 years. And I've been doing this 20 years. Um, Alex has been right again and again on so many issues. And what Alex demonstrates to people is the fact that it takes time to absorb all of this. It's not an overnight recognition of the reality that we're living under we are in a prison planet uh but it, it, it's a process for people and uh, hopefully we can wake up a few more people with this conversation get some people to think about what's happening and to understand how they're being manipulated uh, the masses will never really awaken and they will be uh, puppets manipulated by the globalists into all kinds of wars and war crimes against each other uh, but for those who wish to survive and be part of a future of human civilization. Uh, shows like yours, Maria, and uh, platforms like mine, uh, we provide hope for them. And uh, I, I, I pray that we can come out of this without uh, seeing the total destruction of the human race. I, I absolutely agree with you, Mike, and I stand with you as I stand with all innocents around the world. Mike Adams, a health ranger, brighton.com, natural news. Mike, anything else you want to mention before you go? No, just thank you, Maria, for being, for reaching out to me, inviting me on, and being willing to have this conversation. I, I really honor the fact that you're you're looking at this from a, a very reasoned point of view, but more, more importantly, a point of view that is necessary if we have any future whatsoever. So thank you for having me on. I really appreciate joining you. Likewise, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. See you soon. All right, God take bless. care. Mark and I will be coming on shortly to discuss what we just heard but before we do that I'm going to play a song now those of the those of you that have been following me know that every three months I have guests and those guests are Peter and Betsy a married couple what I've never probably mentioned is that Peter is a songwriter and Betsy is a singer well a few years ago they put together some of their their music and um, I have it and as this whole thing is starting to, you know, unravel whatever we're into, I kept thinking about one of their songs. So I went and I pulled it out, and uh, yep, yep. Sometimes a, a message, sometimes a song might take decades before it becomes totally relevant. But I hope you uh, will take the time to listen to it and to really think consider what Peter was trying to say.
in that beautiful way that they do with Betsy's voice added to it. So this is uh, Peter Kohlhepp and Betsy Jo Eberts, and the title of the song is Family. You go through your house, it is empty now. The years went by fast, you don't know how. The laughter and noise, they seem to have died. The rooms are deserted, it's totally quiet. Where is your family? There was a whole house of brothers and a whole house of sisters and a whole house of children too. Now they are gone with lives of their own. In their hearts they're still part of you. They are still family. Take a walk for a while and keep looking around and see what new family can be found. Look at all the people you see. None are exactly like you or like me, yet they are a part of our family. There's a whole town of brothers and a whole town of sisters and a whole town of children too. They are all different, yet they're all the same in their hearts. They're all part of you and me. They are our family. If you get in the car and you drive for a while, and crisscross your state, really put on some miles. You see different counties and cities and towns. Take a look at the people that are all around. They're part of our family. There's a whole state of brothers and a whole state of sisters the whole state of children too. They are all different, yet they're all the same in their hearts. They're all part of you and me. They are our family. on a plane and fly overseas and look at the people in different countries 
Some are yellow, some white, black, or brown. Yet inside they are just like the ones in our town. They are our family. There's a whole world of brothers and a whole world of sisters and a whole world of children too. Different, yet they're all the same in their hearts. They're all part of you and me. They are our family. Humanity is our family. Welcome to Radio 5G. It is October 18th that this will be playing. It is a pre-recorded, and I'm Nancy Hopkins with Mark Joseph. Mark, hello. Say hi. Hey, Nancy. Glad to be on. Hey, everybody. Yes, I'm hoping that <clears throat> people had a good uh, listen to what was being said um, by uh Mike Adams and Maria Z. It, it you know, I mean, you had sent me some, but I felt like we needed to address this Palestinian Israeli situation because it's not just the Palestinian Israeli situation, it's the next, <clears throat> let's say, act. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next act in a, a very long play. And what are your opinion of, you know, it, was this a good presentation? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Mike Adams is always about current event stuff, and I, I do listen to him every day, but the current event stuff does get monotonous and same old unless, and you know, that's been my consistent, um, uh, how do you call it, redirection and commentary when it comes to um, things in general. Like, I do read you know zero hedge gateway pundit uh pretty regularly that's a lot of it's for local things happening because san francisco oakland places like that is 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 controversial which i do agree uh, i do a lot of my job is is um on those places but i like qu- uh, quoting uh or paraphrasing george carlin the comedian you know he gets quoted a lot of the um it's a big club and you're not in it thing and and i have a lot of his interviews and his consistent thing he's always said especially when it comes to making his albums and performances uh is you you have a lot of comedians who comment on current events but the problem with that is it gets dated and it's very disposable it just gets thrown away after how many what days let alone weeks and then now with the shorter attention span and this continual cycle now, I understand that this whole conflict intention, however manufactured or constructed or funded, you know, both sides being funded, has been going on for decades. Um, I mean, it is, get, it is good getting Maria Z's and uh, Adam's take on it, and I, I do agree with where they're coming from, that any loss of, of life, human life, is, is a terrible thing, no matter what side. Um, so at first, you know, just talking about this stuff is just like, okay, I'm just tired of... But it, 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 it 
what it is is a misdirection where what is it that they're not telling you which says so much more you know what was in the previous news cycle a week ago that we got to fo focus on like what is it that's been happening right before this happened that they're taking away from us the the, the psyop and the frequency and you commented in other shows with, with the trump derangement syndrome is a frequency and <clears throat> I like that distillation because we're seeing the same thing now. So in as much as current events get dated, there is a rhythm, not necessarily history repeating itself, but there's pattern recognition going on and um, the centralized cabal playbook. And I'm going to bo actually borrow heavily from uh, Solari Report's take on this of, uh, you know, Netanyahu, all, the old playbook is is you know, can get pretty bloody. And then you compare the two, if we're counting death numbers to death numbers, like, of course, the Israeli side, you know, they had the backing of how many Western countries, right? So, yeah, so instead of focusing on what they want us to focus on, is it what is it they're not telling us? All the other things that led up to this, the House Speaker thing, the um, Ukraine, what is the, the um, parallels? Um, and so we both know those are hubs for child trafficking and organ trafficking and Israel. Uh, <clears throat> one thing that was highly emphasized by Catherine Fitz and Solari report is, you know, Israel was the first place and not Netanyahu had um, delivered, you know, what, 90% of the population. And then, of course, the, the deaths to follow. And is he, is he paying for that? I mean, it could be a clone for all we know of, of him or like a, a double, not necessarily the same guy. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot surrounding this thing, and what's more interesting to me is not the event, but the people's reactions around. So Mike, Mike Adams getting a backlash since there's some people um, that were saying that he he's uh, Israeli or Mossad funded or something, which I didn't get, especially after this. Um, and Alex Jones is the same, where the, the concern is the loss of of life unnecessary. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'll, I'll swing it back to you. Well, I, I thought this was packed full of very interesting information from the standpoint that you just mentioned, because I, the title of it was what's happening to people here. I mean, it was like, I, I was following it. I wasn't buying into it. Um, there was too many red flags. This doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. But when I saw the explosion of hatred here in the States for the Israelis, um, it just, it, it, it really shook me to my core. It was like, oh my God, we are in worse trouble than I even imagined. Because these people that are protesting. Okay, it's one thing to protest, but it's another thing to to scream in there had to have been a couple of thousand people in, in Australia screaming gas the Jews. There's people, you know, there was this one Jewish <clears throat> student and she was talking to a uh, apparently an administrator and she's absolutely beside herself crying. She said, "Well, you've got to stop these people. They want to kill us." And and I I was in the same boat she was is like you can't have people 
screaming to kill somebody. This has gone beyond the, the concept of free speech. This is incitement to murder. So, so you know, I mean, I was really blown away and I was very grateful <clears throat> to Maria and Mike that they actually went after this question. And Maria was the one that pointed to the fact that, you know, is it possible that these people, because they were talking about friends of theirs, people they admired, people that seemed sane, all of a sudden going berserk over this one issue. You know, and the the irony, the hypocrisy of it is like, okay, so you're upset because somebody told you that these atrocities were happening. You don't know that for sure. You were not there, but you're going to believe it. And you're going to say the babies that were killed in Israel are more important than the babies that are going to be killed in the Palestine people. What what's this about? I mean, it's like this complete breakdown of humanity. And I, you know, when whenever I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, okay, where are these outbreaks of of rioting happening? Well, they're happening on colleges and universities and in big cities. Where is the uh, preponderancy of 5G high tech weaponized weaponized equipment? in the same places. You know, I, I, I don't know that any farmers someplace are asking for the blood. I, I just, it's, it's like, is the whole country going crazy or is it the manipulation of the people by the electronics? We know, remember Crimson Tide, the, the uh, operation they had where they put the plane up in the air and they got people in the streets for some reason and then they bombarded them with the electromagnetic frequency that made them lose their minds and they went looting and killing do you remember that it was in uh rwanda yes thank you thank you that was a test well if they did it there so effectively why do we think that it's not happening here my point being is that everything that we talked about in radio 5g from the beginning is if you just step back and look at it, it what we told you was going to happen is happening. And uh, uh, Patrick, um, oh, what's his name? Oh, gee, 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 it'll come to me here. Wood, no, no, not Patrick Wood. Um, the doctor, he, he, he came out and he said, my greatest fear is that the people we were taught he was talking 5g the great my greatest fear is that people will lose their minds before anybody realizes it and it's like echoing in my head you know oh my god this is what we're seeing so they have upped their programming they have gone to another stage of attack and i that's why i wanted to do this particular one because Yes, it's going to be terrible what's, what they're trying to do over there, but we've got to pay attention to what's, what's happening here. And last, it was last night, and I don't even know what show I was watching. Oh, it was Levine, uh, Mark Levine. And he had on a guy that was like the chief of a organization that 
looked at anti-Semitism and around the world. And Mark was asking him, you know, the same question I had. How could we be seeing this amount of protest on the universities and campuses and the uh, colleges? And the guy started ticking off details about two organizations that were both basically Hamas, Hamas, Hamas organizations. And he was ticking off the universities and colleges where those groups have a, I don't know, like another group on those campuses. And they've been there for decades. The reason that they're allowed to be there is that, and he was talking about, you know, dollars and cents. This this the university got this much, this one got that much from the same people. So the universities and colleges were bought off. And these organizations were there on the ground, organized. I mean, a number of people pointed out, how do these Palestinian protesters have these professionally printed signs all over the place? That's not an easy thing to do. So, I mean, within hours, <laughs> you know. So we are, the, the, the concept of Radio 5G is we're under attack, for God's sakes, wake up. Well, we are really under attack because not only did they make the environment from an electromagnetic standpoint very toxic, they actually went into the colleges and, and universities and toxified the minds of the students. And then it took me to, where, where, did, <clears throat> where did you see this kind of power happening before? in the universities and colleges. It was back in the 60s over the uh, Kent State killing. When they killed students at Kent State, there was a massive eruption of anger throughout the university and college systems. They already were partially organized based on the anti-war organizations. But they came together, and I know this because I was I was standing on the outside. I wasn't part of it, but I was sure they were watching it. And at the University of Massachusetts, they somehow or another got to use, I don't even know how many rooms. There were like, like classroom type things, but they were, you know, not very big, but there was quite a few of them that they were operating out, out of. And this one was their main place, and they had a map of the United States up. And on that map, they were putting, um, you know, markers. And that marker indicated co a college or university that had closed down in protest over the Kent State. And the University of Massachusetts was uh, telephonically connected with Berkeley in California. And they began to orchestrate a nationwide response to this. Well, flash forward a few decades and now I'm a researcher and I'm looking at things in a, in a different way and I start finding this very interesting thread, let's put it thread type of thing, um, that the, the, the colleges and universities had not only been working with the students, they actually had union people in. Union people were talking too. So 
if you've got that kind of a situation occurring, you were really shaking the foundations of the country. The president, Nixon at the time, absolutely freaked out and had, you know, I think it was the 5th Infantry Division come to Washington and protect the White House. They, they were all sorts of really pertinent responses because they were scared. The federal government was scared because they had lost complete control of the people. And what they did was they sort of like kind of like they had a liaison committee. I was in the history department. I was on it. And it was to be able to talk to that for the history department, be able to talk to the students. They were doing little things like this to kind of like, no, no, we're talking to the students. Well, we're trying to work with the students type of thing at that level. But their real response was trying to keep things after, well, it was it was uh, May of uh, 70, 1970. So what they really did was they just waited for everybody to graduate. Because once the, the leaders of this graduated, they no longer had the organization at the college and university level. So why I'm telling you this story is I think that that demonstrated to them that they needed to, the first target should have been the students. Let's get the students behind us. And then they won't listen to their parents. They'll take it out. They're young. They can fight. You know, I mean, it's it's absolutely brilliant <laughs> that that the, <clears throat> the underbelly of this nation is being taken down because of <clears throat> dogmatic propaganda being given to the children. It's it's astounding to me. And yes, is is electromagnetics involved in this? I have to say yes. Because why wouldn't it be? We've seen it work. I mean, Crimson Tide was only one of them. So, and, and in Crimson Tide, just in case you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I said it already. Yeah, they had a group of people. They got them in the streets. They bombarded them with a- anger and hate. And, you know, just they lose their minds and they go into this thing that Maria kept talking about, you know, like these people don't seem like they're in the right minds because they're not. Um, But that's why I thought that this was particularly a good presentation. Um, They they're both very good people that work very hard to get to the truth. But uh, so what else there? Let me see. You there? Did I lose? Yeah, you? yeah. I was just following where you were uh, going with. So, I mean, this is an old playbook that that's happening, right? And um, it's like, I mean, Israel doing the same thing, and then, like, and then they have what was the thing? Uh, the common sense show was talking about how. There's satellite technology decades ago to be able to look at a speck on your on your face from way up there, even with clouds and rain, like a grain of, of dust. If that was what they had then, what do they have now? So, and and there's still no commentary as far as um, the lax uh, security, right? Uh, and then moving the venue uh, 24 hours before 
this whole thing happened. So a lot of inconsistencies. Um, and and you, we did comment on this in the Shanghai show, which was important because Derek was able to give a lot of his um, take from an energetic standpoint and consciousness angle. And, and you did too, so I thought that was great. Um, and so as far as the 5G angle of this, I mean, Israel has, is, I don't know what they were doing with experimenting on their population with, with all those shots and then the fallout afterwards, but the population is happening on, on both sides here. And it's just the same story worldwide. It, it's a great poisoning. And in the Palestine area, I didn't know this, but um, half of those, of the millions of people living there, half are children, right? And you have Egypt blocking them and Israel too, and then a, a minimalization of resources. So, yeah, it's just, okay, a, a distraction. And then, you know, kind of what's the point other than moving well, us completely I, away? I don't think it was so much of a distraction. Okay, I think it was uh, another act that was planned for. Uh, they planned it way, 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 way in advance. Um, I think it was planned for. But I think that it, if you look at the, what, what, was, what was happening, not here in America, that's not the important thing, what was happening there. And the people were in revolt, the Israelis. They were going to take that not whatever his name is i can never I, I see i don't like the man so i can't say his last name uh not into the president of israel they were they were in the process of taking him down and i don't remember where i heard it but it was like they actually had something planned for the day after this attack occurred they the 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 question and part of it's because of this vaccination thing Okay, you've got two things happening. The Ukraine uh, story is blowing up in their faces. Okay, nobody's nobody's buying, not nobody, but quite a few people aren't buying into it, including part of the U.S. government. They, <clears throat> no, uh, you know, we're over this thing. So that that didn't really work out well for them. <laughs> um, so now you're going to have this this confrontation that will create a a, a a fire that will start burning and everybody's going to be involved in it and you can see that because there are too many people stupidly and insanely saying attack it iran t attack iran attack iran iran is is behind it yes but behind them is the biden's who took down the sanctions that allowed Iran to have like $80 billion in reserves now because they've been selling all this oil that Trump had said you can't sell the oil. On top of that, they gave him $6 billion, you know, and there's a whole thing about that. But they are, and everybody is, seems to be on target with that, is, is Iran has been fee, uh, funding Hamas and Hezbollah and other terrorist groups so but but the thing of it is is that the every this is this is this is so important it's only the governments okay i was listening to the uh, i guess he would have been the shah of iran but he was thrown out his family was thrown out but he's the current you know displaced 
Shah of Iran. And he was saying to the interviewer that he wanted the American people to understand that his people are not the Iranian government. He said, we are, we are in a situation where all of the money that they get is going to this terrorist stuff and none of it's coming to the people. So the people have gotten to a point, and we know this, the women that died because they cut their hair, that the people in Iran are trying to revolt. They're doing everything that they can. So it's a situation where Iran was losing control too. So, well, let's let's push this thing up. Let's just do this thing because it's the only way they're going to stay in, in control. So you've got the governments under attack in Iran, under attack in Israel. Now, let's look at the Palestinian Gaza Strip a Hamas situation. Well, I can't tell you how many times I've heard, well, the, the, the Palestinians voted for Hamas. And finally, I said to myself, when did they do that? I mean, was it last year, the year before? When, you know, is this recent? What's happening? They elected them back in 2006. That's 17 years ago. The people that are young adults and getting into their 20s, they, they, they wouldn't have voted for these people. They, there has been no elections. When they were, it was being broken up and Egypt was involved in it and everything, the people in, in the Palestinians in that area, they voted to have a government that was going to be controlled by the Hamas. At that time, did they have any real concept of what the Hamas was? Who knows? But the same situation is occurring. One of the problems that they have in um, Gaza is the sewer systems are all screwed up really bad. But that's because the Hamas have been taking the sewer pipes and making missiles out of them. <laughs> you know? The, 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 instead of building your own electric grid, where you can get electricity to your people, where you can get water to your people. Instead, there's been billions of dollars sent to the Palestinian people, but it never gets past Hamas. So the people don't get it. So in my opinion, it's very likely that the Palestinians would love to get rid of Hamas. And I mean, my heart breaks, the more I learn about what these people in Gaza have been living under there, it's just in Iran too. So the fact that people can stand up for the Palestinian people is one thing, but that that's what they're not realizing is that yet yeah, nobody nobody that is saying no thinks it's the Palestinians, nor do we think that it's the Israelis. It's the governments. And there's many, many more of the people than there are the governments. Now, the thing that they don't have is they don't have weapons, but they got numbers. And as, as Walt points out, in India, they had numbers. They didn't have weapons. And the British were in control of their country. So the people just said, we will not comply. We will not comply. And were they murdered? Yes. 
Were they beaten? Yes. But there were so many of them, and they all stood in unity, that they took down the British Empire without weapons. So at the same time, you can look at this as being a tremendously awful thing. And don't believe all of the the atrocity stories. I'm just going to say one thing here. And anybody that has got a, you know, you, I've talked about it in other shows, but I'm just going to say this. Do you, any of you ever recall seeing a place where 40 babies were there at the same time ever in a school in a hospital it was a holiday they wouldn't have been in school they wouldn't have been in, in child care this this right off the bat as soon as i heard those numbers i said that's not that's not right can't be so don't buy into the atrocity stories they're feeding it to feed your fear and that fear clouds your rational mind you know uh and keep your eye on the ball it's the bad guys it's the black hats behind this so if i believe that the that this is a spiritual battle between the dark side and the the side of light the side of peace the side of war the side of money the side of of generosity the side of good versus evil and to me there is no show that i've ever done that has any time limit to it why because i'm a historian and every show i do i have recorded it tells a history it gives you a history of what was happening, what we were talking about, and now you can see that it's unbelievable to me. I do uh, Cosmic Reality Chronicles, and they go back to 2014. And I just start out with, uh, you know, go show after show after show chronologically. So I don't have, I'm not picking and choosing anything. I'm just taking the next one up in the line. And I can't tell you how many times we will be on the Shungite show or a cosmic reality show talking about something. And the next time I go to put up the, the Chronicles, the very show that was up in the time frame is talking about the same thing. It, it spooks me. But it gives me a, an understanding of how important the concept is of the collective consciousness how thoughts how discussions how our energy through the through our own bodies can manipulate time can manipulate what's happening out there and if we realize the first off you have to get people to focus on what's really happening but then you have to focus on for yourself what you can do to add positive, loving energy into the situation. So what I did was I said, okay, this, this could turn into a really nasty situation. So I'm going to dedicate an hour of my time every, every day to just 
laying down and thinking about this whole area and putting in positive what I'm what I just for my own note taking the way that I'm you know summarize it is cosmic love just you know and the only thing that's going to limit you is your own imagination you know I went from using a big uh, uh, C60 molecule to now I've got little tiny little nanotech C60s full of cosmic love that I am essentially now I'm calling them, I'm ca- I'm calling them you know love bombs because the target is put this little bit of just cosmic energy cosmic love into the hearts of every human being in the area all those millions of people because I'm not telling them that they have to make this decision or that decision. All I'm doing is facilitating the power of God in the source God concept to erupt in the hearts of everybody. Because I believe that if you're a loving person, that that energy field in you is going to show you the path of truth to truth. So I, I'm excited because I was talking to, to Jan uh, Shaw and we were talking about the situation and she said, and I, I, you know, I was, I really should have said, where did you get that information? But Jan is a very good researcher and she, she's, it's hard to pull something over her and uh, I'll believe something before she will. But she said that uh, the, Israeli people are not falling into the narrative and she said somebody gave a percentage of 73% of the Israeli people want Netanyahu or whatever his name is to be taken down they want the government gone they don't believe in this and if that's true whoa that that that's very impressive so all I can say is that we have to keep talking about the the hard stuff and making the changes that are going to save humanity. Because what they want to do is they want that third world war. You know? Back to you. Yeah. So, again, the, what's the, the theme for the last three years is depopulation. Uh, we're seeing that again here and in the cover-up of um, um, the, the people responsible, the, the the network, the small network of people responsible for the last three years have just been given like a huge cover-up. But it's like you said, people are, are waking up despite, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, whatever frequencies they're, they're blasting to uh, manipulate emotions. And, and, and I mean, I don't, like they were talking about the the nanobots and people and the nano we do breathe in. You don't even need that anymore. So I forget the name of that guy um, who remote controlled a bull just to make it stop through a frequency. And that was decades ago. So you don't need people for, to inject. I mean, you know, you hear of these uh, TIs, especially the popular ones who are giving um, revelation and um, whistleblowing like Celeste Solom of, different kinds of targeting she experienced and of what's out there. You know, anything they can just put up right through your monitor, screen monitor, um, the sound through your cell phone, anything. 
but like you said, where it's also where we focus and the um, <clears throat> layers we put around us and connection we have to source and then the gifts given and the tools like Shungite and then these, these different um, uh, modalities and coming from the heart space and expanding that it's really simple and powerful. That's why it's, it's always easy to forget. Um, <clears throat> let me see my notes here. Yeah, so let me see. Um, yeah, what, did Catherine, what did Catherine Austin Pitts say? You know, I've been kind of paraphrasing the whole time, like um, that, that Netanyahu is probably one of the pro main project management of 9-11. And, um, and he's one of the most evil people in the world using an old playbook. Um, and similar to Ukraine of taking the land and the plan to depopulate. And that uh, Gaza is basically an open air prison. Half of the population of 2.3 million is children. It's like Manhattan Island, really, in terms of like um, the size and, and density. Uh, <clears throat> and distracting from uh, the fallout of Ukraine, um, the House Speaker, and um, the meltdown of institutional trust. And then now being at the heart of this, and aside from the big pharmaceuticals, you know, Israel is one of those places that you had the most evident of most shots and then the most uh, damages and, and deaths. Um, and that, um, I don't know if they call it the president or prime minister, but he is, we can see he's been willing to kill 2,000 of his people just to start a war. Uh, so, I mean, if he's reptilian or not, or Draco, whatever, like, what is behind that if 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 he you know uh being being possessed even right because as we're going in more into 4d lower 4d is a lot of the uh <clears throat> um uh, negative entities so that that's something to consider let alone the frequency manipulation right b2k all, all the stuff i mean that's just the stuff publicly known what are they doing to us that we don't know that we'll find out so many years and decades later um, if there's anybody around to find it out, that's why we've got to stop it now. <laughs> yeah, and it's you interesting know? with the whole uh, uh, Friday the Thirteenth announcement. So, and th and other commentators have been saying that they don't need anything to happen. Just the ba the the rise in emotion of fear and feeding off of that uh, that uh, kind of psychic vampirism. You know, we're in October season of the witch, Halloween, all that stuff. Like it's fun to dress up and, and get candy and um, a reason to party, but there's there's another other side always to everything. Um, so that Friday the 13th, there's a banking association to that with the Templars found, found who had started the whole banking thing. So <clears throat> when is Friday the 13th? When that was last week. Okay, so it was the last Friday. Yeah, it yeah. Happened? I mean, it, for me, it it it's a weird strange convergences aside from because i'm big into dream work so i had all sorts of crazy dreams um somewhat jewish related but i was on a personal level like i'm not on any side uh, like i dated a, a jewish chick a while ago um so it's not like I'm, I'm on their side but it's again the the it's about being uh, uh for consciousness and life as far as what this is all about <clears throat> not for me not picking a side because that goes into the divide and conquer hegelian dialectic thing um, yeah, it, it, it's just another form. I mean, aside from it being Friday the 13th 
and the, the dark of the moon phase for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday was a solar eclipse. So I don't know if it was a whole rollout, some kind of procession to, to, <laughs> and obviously social media is a big, big um, presentation of this, right? And what sort of frequencies, I mean, we already know the blue light thing is huge. The, there's the flicker rate and so many other, I'm sure that Intel agencies know and we don't know that it could be blasted up from any kind of technology. Um, That's true. Oh, so here's another thing that was mentioned. So uh, before the COVID thing happened, uh, there was a, a nurse had said this, and I think Catherine said this on numerous interviews that on November 2019, there was a nurse working on this nursing home in her floor, and <clears throat> it was November, and the flu shot was given out in that floor. Half of the people died three weeks later, and she was pretty sure in the other floor she worked at, it was the same thing. So it it doesn't. I mean, um, I'm ha I, I like I'm starting to like the term anti-vax that label more and more. So there's a guy in uh, TNT Radio who was recently interviewed, John, Johnny Vedmore. Uh, maybe it was like a week ago, who um, had a child with Whitney Webb, and Whitney Webb is popular because she got an interview with Glenn Beck and exposed the whole vast Epstein network. But um, they were having kind of a uh, online conflict and tension, but he had shown that even as far back as the 1900s, there were a lot of these anti-vax campaigns, and it, it's like it's the same thing from we what we see now. Things haven't changed, so it's you know the whole thing of um, forgetfulness of history and past orthodoxies. It's like you know the, these ads from the late 1800s we see of, of vaccines and what they do, <clears throat> and the whole theme is always biological weapons. I think Jeffrey Prather, and I need to send you this. So Prather had interviewed and talked with Dr. Merritt a week or two ago on his Prather Point uh, podcast. And I just found that last night. Um, might send it to you if it's worth considering. But he was, Prather was recently interviewed by SGT Report. Really good listen as far as he has a really good landscape of the psyops and the different kinds of tools and weapons used against people in the very geopolitical world, you know, spectrum. And the focus has always been on biological weapons to whatever um, uh, dimensional degree in, in, in the past history. So that, that's a good reference for people to, to check out. Um, Last night, I, I put a clip from uh, David Icke up on the Say What Show. And he presents a, talks about a letter now this letter was exposed in 1950. It is from the 1800s, I think 1870 time frame, with Albert Pike, who was the head of the Southern District of the uh, Scottish Rite Masonaries, Masons, and very, very powerful. And he was talking to his counterpart in, in England, another Mason type thing in this letter. And he details in the letter, we're going to have, we've, we're planning for three world wars. And he talks about World War One, and he talks about World War Two, and he gives details of it. But that was already history, you know, in, 19, in, in 1950. And what they're trying to do is to 
and Ike said, there's a lot of contention. Is this a real letter or not? But, you know, so he writes it in 1870, let's say. And he talks about three wars that have, have not happened in the future. But the letter comes out in 1950 when two of those wars have already happened. But the third one, the third one, is an actual scenario for what we just saw played out. And, they t- and, he, and Pike talked about the state of Israel. Well, the state of Israel did not exist in 19 in, in 1870. In 1950, it was not. It was 19, 1948 is when you first get the the Jewish state come up. Okay, so right there, it's like, wait a minute. How if this is real? How the hell did he know that? But would it have been all manufactured at that time when? It really was in flux. They were, you know, the UN said, yeah, we'll have a state, but it really wasn't a state. So, again, it's an iffy situation. But he goes on to explain this war. And this war is a war between Palestinians and and the Jewish people, and it spreads throughout the area. And, I mean, it's so accurate. And what, why he presented that evidence is that Pike, Pike, I, Ike, Ike has been talking about this uh, from the beginning, or shortly after we really started getting into the deep dive of it. And I think he said Santini, Santini cult. And I think he was talking about the uh, Kasarian Mafia. But he was using this other phrase. And again, he was showing the pre-planned concept of taking over all these governments and then the governments orchestrating these wars to kill off the people and to keep control and to depopulate the world so if this is true if it even gets near being true it's another indicator that this is a it goes back to the world forum you know i mean it's it's like the new world order, the the taking over of the world, depopulation, all of this is real. And if it is real, then it makes everything that you look at in the situation of geopolitical real make sense. If you know that there's this demonically controlled Satan-based group of people that for hundreds of years have been manipulating different countries, different scenarios in order to take more and more and more control. And the letter is was specifically that they're having these wor- world wars to change everything, to change society, to change the economy, the cultures, you know, everything. And to to change the people so that they are more malleable to the next stage of control. And um, it, it, it's it's just, if you understand that this has got nothing to do with Israeli Jews against the Palestinians, the Ukrainians against the Russians, if you realize that that is all orchestrated by the governments that control, and all those governments are working together. So the Hamas is working, 
for the same outcome that the Israeli government is working for. And of course, it's not everybody in the government, but the vast majority of them are part of this of this scenario. So, and it's the same situation you here here in the states. I am very suspicious about this uh, speaker thing because, again, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the hypo- hypocrisy is crazy. Let me just give you one example. I was listening to this one Republican congressman. And this was when they were trying to get McCarthy out. And he was saying, it's just preposterous that you've got eight people that would, you know, go against the the 92% or whatever, you know, 98% of the Republican caucus to that they're running the show. This is crazy. And uh, he called them all sorts of names. Well, flash forward about 10 days and I'm hearing the same guy. And he's, no, I'm not going to vote for Salise. I'm not going to vote for Jordan. I want McCarthy. And he's being pig-headed and trying to do the things that he was accusing the opposition of. It's like, if you really are listening to these people, these people are not right. So, yeah, I think that this is being orchestrated to uh, essentially cripple the uh, federal government. We'll see. But again, I go back to the message that we always try to give you is that the dark side keeps betting that we don't exist, that we can't get our eggs in order, that we can't tap into the powers that we have, the powers that they don't have, because they're not connected to the God source. If you can do the things you're doing, if you actually are participating in a satanic, uh, basically Ike says at the end of his presentation that by the time this is all over, all of the religions will be destroyed. The, the Christian religion included, the, is, the Islamic religions, the Jewish will, will be destroyed. And the only religion that will bring everybody together will be the religion of the angel of light, Lucifer. That that's that's their end goal. And um, I'm sorry, I'm not buying into that. And I think that that they've underestimated the power that we can actually come together with. So, what's your opinion on that? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I wanted, wanted to go back on, you know, looking at the at the wider picture of things and what is it that, this is a thing that Vigilant Fox shared of media blackout of as of the 15th, 10 news stories they chose not to tell you this week. So I'll, I'll just hit the headlines and not put the numbers. Study hits newly vaccinated with bad news. Cancers are devastating students after vaccine mandates. Brent Paul says lab cover up will Bring Fauci down. Musk makes bold statement about Hamas on X. Animal contraceptive antibiotics detected in top 10 popular fast food chains. Upgraded toxic ingredients are undeniably present in HPV vaccines. People are fed up with COVID boosters. Only 2% of Americans have taken the last shot. Zelenko's bold COVID claims have become undeniably true. Pathologist reveals concern concerning news about turbo cancers. I mean, that's pretty consistent. Uh, ivermectin, the, drunks, the, the drug once called Horse dewormer is now showing 15 anti-cancer mechanisms of action. So this is from 
at Vigilant Fox on, on X, and people can see the details on that. So, I mean, it, it's just a balancing thing of, yeah, I mean, oh, here's a big thing. So I'm in the um, Power of Eight healing circle with Lynn McTaggart, and people should get on her blog and her email list. She's doing, I think on Tuesday, a big um, Israel and Palestine um, healing uh, directionalizing. So they've already proven that doing these concentrated intention workings does reduce violence in the area that and it's been consistently uh shown the results so um it's it's the technique is real simple it's it's we talked about in the shungite show that the most powerful emotion that you can never uh counter is love right dolly talks about love blankets in the other shows projecting that from your heart space and um the emotion of love uh, goes a long way even for people long distance and that's more or less her technique i mean there's obviously more to it but it's a way of, of projecting your intention and attention that people can sign up and and be a part of so that's well from, from, from that standpoint it's not a difficult thing to do yeah. okay yeah. it's it, it's very simple you just have to think in terms of the feeling that you get when you feel love it helps if you got an animal, okay? And you're, you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're stroking the cat, all right? Your cat there is putting out a low frequency. And that low frequency is the frequency of life. That's the only thing I'm going to say, okay? But you want to put into your framework of feeling at that when you're, when you're doing this work, that feeling of joy, that feeling of love. Think of the things that make you think of love and then take and focus that energetic feeling over wherever you want it to, to manifest. Like in this case, like the Palestinian area or for that matter, the whole Middle East. And that's all you have to do. You can use imaginary ways of, of getting that energy into different people like I cited, you know, little love blankets and, and other things but the actual mechanism for it to work is scientifically proven it's it's your consciousness gets in sync with your heart and so what happens is that your heart which is the most powerful energy field you have is emitting this this energy but if you think in terms of okay I'm gonna send out this energy and I want this energy to go here you are now directing that energy to a particular target and so it's not it's not a big deal but the key to it is you can't just say oh I'm throwing a love blanket if you're feeling like you gotta go take a piss you have to be thoughtful you have to maintain a concept of wait a minute if I'm gonna throw a love blanket I ought, ought to be in a state of love when I do it and if you just learn to do that technique of just think about the feeling of love a lot it'll get you through a lot of situations you know somebody's screaming and ho hollering at you just stop thinking about what's happening in front of you and think I want that feeling of love and just let the rest of it fall away because it's like Mark says the most powerful frequency in the universe to this universe is love so um, um another place i was listening to was uh 
Oh, it was a um, uh, man in America, uh, Todd Callender. So he was commenting on this whole thing too. And one of the points he mentioned was, uh, and this was like, I think a week ago, uh, at around 29 minutes that, um, that Israel did attack the USS Liberty. And that's one of the main, like what are the top 10, top 20 false flag, like things that really happened and detailing it out. So that's another thing to be like, we send billions of dollars to this place and then they do this, right? And then also the thing of um, which of the people in the government have dual citizenship, and then you'll see where their loyalties are. And it, I really like, I mean, as far as how useful this whole thing is, it's peeling off another another layer of um, programming and, and people showing not necessarily their true colors, but their, their blind spots. And, you know, rather than, than increasing the tension, you just send them love and they'll find their way through as, as the um, energy uh, uh, <clears throat> goes through, through them and what the body intelligence knows what, what to um, fix. So, yeah. Send, uh, send love, send love. It's the only thing that we can really do. It's up to them. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, humanity, it's a family. Don't lose track of that. And at that point, we probably ought to end this uh, second hour here. I thank you all for listening. I, I'm hoping that we're bringing you some enlightenment. Certainly, we're getting enlightened. <laughs> it's just something we want to do. It's just something that we need to do because of the situation we see in front of us. But Jan Shaw is, it, it likes to use the word, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's a revelation. It's a sense of realizing, you know, awareness is one thing. Awareness, oh, there's something wrong. But revelation, it's like they're showing their, they're showing who they really are. And thankfully, they're doing that because, again, a lot of the light work, in quotes, light worker conspiracy people fell into it. So we're hoping you didn't. And if you did, there's ways out of it. You know, shake it off, you know, stand back, get into a state of observer and, you know, then look at it again and you're going to see all of the holes in their story. All right, Mark, I thank you for being here. Um, you want to say adios? Yeah, thanks, everybody. And hopefully you all got something out of it to uh, to apply out there in the real world. Take care. Be safe, everybody. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>